Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time, a TTRPG podcast, or I guess a Fabula Ultima podcast. Would that be correct? Uh, for now it is, yeah. yeah. Let's at, do it. At this moment, it is a Fabula Ultimate podcast. I am Daniel Locke, your game master. And I'm Daniel E, your game blaster. Ah. Your math blaster. Ah, math blasters. Getting that addition on. Yeah. Learning that division. You ever play math blaster? Or like any of those educational games? I played a few educational games. Not Math Blaster specifically. I played the uh, fifth grade Adventure Island one. Oh, I think we've talked about this. Yes. I got it at a Scholastic Book Fair, I think. And I was like, oh, can I get oh, a game? Oh, this wasn't at school. You just bought it. I am. Yeah, my mom bought it or for your parents us. Buy- yeah, okay. And I was like, okay, cool. So I played the game and I was like, I got stuck on a portion where I think it was about division or fractions or something oh, and i hadn't learned it in school for you and i was like i mean i'm from arizona so my education only takes me so far so right 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 i was just like what's going on here and i couldn't beat the game and i was like oh what do i do and then i think i somehow beat it just by randomly guessing numbers and brute forcing insane. through it Truly yeah insane and it's like one of those like oh the lost temple on this island and you have to solve what's going on okay. here and it turns out there's like a weather machine that i think some Whoa. crazy person uses Okay. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Hey, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's not that's our a- prompt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great transition into our prompt today, where we're going to be tackling the most vindicated? No, that's not the right word. Oh, okay. You want to get right into it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You don't want to talk about like other bullshit for 30 minutes? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, we can. Uh, what's up going on with your life, Daniel? What's new? Um... Uh... How about the sports? Uh, I think the UFC just happened recently. Really, really, really. Yeah, John Jones unidentified came back. Flying <laughs> yes, unidentified crabs. flying crabs. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I there's another c word. Crisps. But... Crisps. Unidentified flying oh, crisps. Oh, a bit British. I'll be British here now. Are we bringing back in our wonderful guest, Mister? Who? Who are you talking about? Who's that? Who are you talking about? What? Wait, who's what? this? Who's this? I'm the one who lives under the stairs. It's oh. me. I'm the other Daniel. That's oh, always my part downstairs of this. apartment. You mean yeah, exactly? I live underneath you guys. Oh, hey, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. What's your deal? Uh, I am famous for doing a lot of children's movies. Children's movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or oh, Christmas mean, movies. Um, Christmas movies. I think that's what they're called. Christmas movies. Oh, is this? Um, are you Jean Claude Van Damme? Exactly. Yes. Totally. Wow. I didn't know you were British. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's actually. I actually play he, his character. Oh, okay. I play the actor. Yeah. Who plays his movies? You play the actor who plays his movies. Yes. So you act an actor? Yes, I act an actor. And who acts the actors? Yes. So I can have two personas when I take it to the stage. Oh, yes. speaking of personas, today we're going to be talking about a JRPG that's not Persona. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not as good as Persona. Um, well, maybe better than Persona. I've actually never beat Persona. Well, same. It is a very long game. Do you think Persona is more popular than Tales? I would say so. I think, At this point, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot more people cosplay persona characters that i see at cons oh interesting metric so I that's my gauge something about persona 5 just like really popped off in the west yes i think four and five were the big ones like four was kind of like in i don't think school. i saw anybody talking about four really yeah okay. like online or anything like there was no uh, buzz about persona back then until five yeah i think maybe it's the aesthetic the art style and the appeal it's very funky and fresh with the music too yeah but i mean like all persona games were like that so it just makes me wonder like what what was the big break 
So from my understanding, at least being friends with our good friend Josh, who loves Persona games. Man, we're going to be talking about Josh like this whole season. He's, He's the one who loves the JRPGs, yeah. yeah. I mean, the last two seasons we were talking about Richard, so this one we get to talk about Josh. Right, okay, so we're probably going to make like an ultimate choose-your-own-adventure for Josh. Josh yeah. For his fabulous ultimate But game. it's just going to be the same thing. He's just going to go into the digital world and then do JRPG <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It's going to be the same. Like Richard's OC is going to be in it for no reason. Yeah... And then Josh will just keep talking about how to like speed run games and fight bosses quickly. Oh, well, wait. We would have to customize it. That's an interesting angle. Anyways. That might be something we can tackle later on on how to speed run a Fabula Ultima one shot. I, yeah, I like the, there's a lot of inspiration to come from just like incorporating something about speed running into a, into a one shot. Like either something about how it turns out that there's a guy in your world who is like a speed runner. Mm-hmm. But it's like kind of breaking the fourth wall. Like he's able to just like no clip. And he could like literally break the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like, how do you get through this wall? Right. He just killed this guy for no reason. There was no... Right, He yeah, didn't even yeah, do anything yeah. wrong yet. Exactly. He's just dead. He just murdered the mayor. Or he just like is able to like like skip in and out of cutscenes that oh, you're yeah. stuck in. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, there's a guy that's just like clipping by. Right, right. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. But that's not what we're doing today. We're not oh, making not? a Josh one shot. Okay. We're making the ultimate one shot, the most... I still can't think of this word, so today I'm the word guy, I guess. Are you uh, talking about, like, Notorious? Yeah, Notorious. Okay. Yeah. Infamous. Uh, B-Y-G. Huh? Is that not it? Biggie? No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you were, like, you just didn't know, or you were trying to make, like, an off-brand reference? Both. We'll say both. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We're talking about Tales of Arise today. Oh, Daniel's no. favorite game. How the thing he you? loves. Yes. On my own birthday. Yes, on your... Is it your birthday? Yeah. Today? Uh, okay. yeah, my, uh, Mar- uh, what is the date? Because whatever the date is, that's my birthday. It's March 5th. Yeah, yeah, that's my birthday. Oh, Three happy five. birthday. 3594. Uh, Should nine, we do four. a Daniel birthday one-shot instead? <laughs> yeah, sure. About Tales of Arise? What would you, if you were to make a one-shot, it, like, if you were to custom tailor a sort of birthday present session for me. For you? That, like, incorporates stuff that I like, like we did for Richard, what would you incorporate? For you specifically, What's, just- like, the sort of, what's my my character sheet in terms of, like- things i like uh loot lots of loot tables loot? okay yeah yeah hard rng with like different tiers in each loot. <laughs> i thought you were gonna say hard r something else <laughs> oh my god lots of innuendos i was like wow this is some slander coming out on the podcast <laughs> but probably a lot of loot tables a lot of gear drops okay um yeah if you just did like a hack and slash roll like trpg yeah. day for me that would be pretty down like there's all this different gear that you would get and then you could set them up to build your characters and it gives you different abilities. Mm. Very Diablo-esque game in yeah. some ways, I think. Yeah, with like references to other games that you've played, like PSO and whatnot. That would be pretty good. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll have like a scratch system for you so you can... Oh, so I can make bad jokes and, yeah. Then, yeah, and then pretend they don't exist. Exactly. I think Great. that the best tabletop game that I could present to you is the opportunity to present a lot of bad jokes to other people at the table. Oh, you would just like set up a time for yeah. me to do stand up. <laughs> well, I would be the guy setting you up to do your punchlines constantly. Great. And everyone great, at the great. table would be laughing. The ultimate yes man. Yeah. Oh, but like because you told them to. No, no, they like, would it's just like hey, be it's his birthday <laughs> and he like thinks he's really funny, so like if he says something totally. just, like, kind of get throw him a bone, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's not his birthday, you know. Like he doesn't he needs a win. <laughs> he needs a win real hard right now pours a glass okay cool well that ended in a sort of dark turn but anyways yeah did you say the name of the game uh this game is tales of arise i did say it yes okay did you say the name of the show yes it's one shot at a time great okay got that in so okay did you say your name 
Um, you see the name of the other Daniel that came in earlier? Yeah, Daniel. Um, Daniel. Van Dam. Denevovich. BYG. Okay, yeah. There Daniel is. BYG. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. No. Wait. Wait. Hold on. I actually didn't actually get the reference that I did earlier. So to be fair, I don't understand what I said. Oh no no well, no no. It's notorious BIG. Oh BIG is the rapper. Okay, that makes a lot more so sense. So I was like, I was like, it would be really funny if you were like, oh, it's not BIG, it's BYG. Okay. But you just didn't know, I guess. Yes. Okay. Great. So this is even funnier because now yeah, we're explaining right. the fact that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, well, it's gonna take a long time to explain. But no, actually, it didn't. No, I'm no, not gonna reference that. I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> is that our new running joke for this? Just, just to be like, this is gonna take a long time to explain. No, it didn't actually. And he didn't get it. Anyways, he didn't get it. Anyways, okay. Tales of Arise. Okay. Yes. This is the most recent Tales game. We're doing two back-to-back Tales games because we love right. them, and we didn't get a prompt. We're out of material. Guys. Yes, that's so true. We're just doing Tales only yeah. from. We're new. This is a Tales podcast now. Yeah. Do you think there's a Tales podcast? Oh, probably. I hope so. Would it be interesting to listen to? Um, Let's gauge how interesting this season is going to be based on how we feel about what that would be. I think if it's like a Tales story breakdown, I would be interested. Like uh, Same. Like, like someone did like a write-up and then they did like a YouTube like breakdown of like the stories and the series and the character development and what makes yeah. the Tales character good and what makes a Tales character bad in their opinion. Which is okay. just a one laundry opinion piece, but whatever. Sure, but I mean, what is not? That's very true. There's no facts in this world. Yeah. All, all opinions. All opions. All onions all onions facts are like onions facts are like onions they have layers <laughs> yes thank you shrek yeah no uh, this is not relevant at all to the episode but i mean i've just Cakes having done layers. just Sorry. just Excuse go me? go go just go donkey <laughs> quit interrupting me dude i don't think i've talked about this on the podcast but that reminds me of like i was sitting in i used to take a, a japanese class at community college <laughs> oh god and there was this one time in class where we were all like we were given some kind of assignment in class to do, and so everybody was quiet, working on whatever they were doing. And then there's this guy in front of me who was literally doing the thing that Donkey does in the cart ride in the first movie, oh, where yeah. he just, like, pops his lips. And he did it for a good, like, 45 seconds. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna throw myself out there. And I just yelled, Donkey! <laughs> and there was a good, like, five seconds of silence. And then people were like, oh! And they started laughing, and that was, like, the, the most terrifying five seconds of my life. Did the joke land? I was Did like, oh hit? no, it's over. I gotta drop the class. I don't want to learn Japanese anymore. But turns out you were a killer and you won yeah, the class from over. do like Shrek. Yeah. So uh, my life, that probably was a turning point for my life. I might have just gone into like some kind of science, computer science maybe. <laughs> you were really close to going yeah. to pharmacy. Yeah, you? yeah. I had, I had almost all my prereqs done. Yeah. Speaking of uh, abandoned um, <laughs> uh, aspirations. Was that even an aspiration? <laughs> No. Well, <laughs> yeah, the aspiration was I should make a lot of money. Yeah, which you don't. Yep. All right. <laughs> now I'm unemployed. Yeah. Tales so, of Arise. Yeah, Tales of Arise. What to say about this game? How do we want to do this? Do we want to... Let's do a quick summary like we do with Summary, Symphonia. great. Okay, so I'll leave most of that to you because, you know what, I'm going to leave it fully to you. Because I feel like if I start to summarize this game, I am just I, I will you'll not be able to hard. stop from commenting on it. Yeah. Yeah, you'll tangent hard. All right, so I'm just going to zip it, snip it and zip it. Sniff it and zip it. Is that no, how that works? That's a vasectomy thing. That's a vasectomy thing? Okay, okay, cool. Zip? Wait, hold on. It's like snip and then zip? Yeah, that makes sense. You're zipping the valve. Oh, okay. Because you I was like, cut it and then you have to zip it. Oh, I thought they were like zipping the sack up after they're done. I was like, ah, oh, that seems... I don't, I don't know how you install the zipper. That would be kind of cool to have a zipper on your ball sack. 
Like, no, it wouldn't. If no, you get testicular torsion, you can just like zip it and then kind of like whoop and then. Okay, zip fair. It back that up. would actually be pretty yeah. useful. Because I mean, like you and me, we get testicular torsion all, <laughs> all the, the time. time. Our yeah. bo- testes are just constantly just getting yeah. in a, getting in a knot. Yeah, with each other. Yes. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. So what we need to do is that. Yeah. So sometimes. Wait. Now that. Yeah. That would imply we share the same really... sack. Okay. <laughs> We're we, done. You and I. We share the same sack. Yes. We are one. We are brothers. Sack brothers. Brothers. In the sack. <laughs> Anyways, explain okay. this dumb game. All right, so Tales of Arise, the most recent Tales game. It's a game. Uh, it's okay. It's one of the games of all time. Yes, it's one of the games of all time. For that, we can be sure. Yeah. Did it get a game of the year? If it did, I powerless to do anything about it. But I will. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Okay. For from my to be fair, from our my perspective here, the other Daniel, the game master Daniel, is that Tales of Arise is an okay game. It's not a great game. It's not a horrible game. It's just, it doesn't do anything special. The writing is kind of lackluster, to be fair. Yeah, okay. So, run through the plot first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're getting into the comments. Let's just do this. So, when you explain the plot, let's just hit, like, the sort of key points of the story. So, explain the characters, and then explain the places they, like, the the main places they go, Mm -hmm. and then explain how the game ends. Okay. So, the game starts with the main character, Alvin. He's an amnesiac in this world of fire which I guess is supposed to be synonymous to hell. I don't know. Everyone's a slave, and the world is that they live on has been uh, conquered by a different world, okay? And they take people... Classic tale stuff. Yeah, they take the people and make them work so hard that their life force turns into energy, which there's a competition going on on the world that's been enslaved where the ruler or the lord that gets the most energy has a chance to become the ultra lord yes so <laughs> so it's basically there is it's the same thing as tales of symphonia there's another world except in arise there's another world of basically like upper class people and then yes. the world that the story is based in is like a lower working class uh stand-in right it's like an analogy for basically like this is the exploited working class yeah like on top of that like the other world can use magic like that's the main differentiate they have like magical right. powers right, for some right. reason which you learn later on is through like genetic altered breeding okay interesting but oh so, so yeah sorry i just wanted to explain to make it clear mm-hmm. there's lords in the 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 lower world that mm-hmm. the game takes place in and the lords are like competing. a group of chosen people from the upper class world mm-hmm. who come down, yeah, to have a fun game of making people slaves. Yeah, and who can gather the most energy source right. from this world. And it's like to see who can become the next leader, right? Yeah, the next leader, yeah. supposedly. Uh, okay, again, yeah, another I, I figured that was, yeah, that was bullshit, yeah. Yeah, so the main character Alvin wakes up in this world and he can't feel things. That's just his weird shtick. He can't feel. It's really funny looking back on it and just knowing that his name was alvin like it sounds really dumb in english yeah i think there's actually a disease for it but like he when he touches stuff he just doesn't feel anything that's his problem oh right yeah he he can't feel pain he can't he doesn't have touch sensation exactly and he has lost all his memory partway through being a slave he meets this runaway girl uh from the upper class society who's trying to escape for some reason so they join forces uh together they go around trying to kill all the lords and free all the slaves from this world so slavery doesn't exist because slavery is bad um yes as the story goes on they gain some new allies and they free all of the different sections of this world the countries basically the countries yeah and then they head off into space to deal with the upper class society all right um when they get there they learn that 
the upper class society is actually being controlled by another alien race from a different planet, which turns out... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That is how that plot goes. Because they find out that, like, the winner of the previous Lord competition don't know where they went. They went to this other planet, which is supposedly their home planet, and they never came back, and that's where they're giving their orders from. But it turns out they're not actually there. And when they find this out, this upper class world starts falling apart. A lot of things break. Shit happens. They learn from the alien race from the other planet, which was also genetically altered. Kind of like, it has this Mass Effect-like storyline. Yeah, so if you ever played Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3... Did not. Okay. Doesn't help then. There is a essentially planet-killing world that absorbs other worlds for their energy and life force. That's just what they do. In Arise? In Arise, yeah. Okay. That is, like, essentially the final boss. Okay. Yeah, so there's this dark matter world that's like, I need to survive, and for this, my world to survive, because it is a planet, and okay. it, it is a person. Yeah. Same with your planet, which is also a person, apparently. Right. This planet will try to absorb energy from other planets and take them over. Gotcha. Killing them, yeah. And what does does that have any implication in the whole like life force thing? Or is it just yes. is that just thrown out of the window? The life force thing, yeah. So the life force thing is what the world uses to survive. So it's draining life force from your world oh, and putting it into this world. Okay. And they're using these altered humans from which we consider the highborns. Yeah to essentially conduct their process but there's like another race of people that have already been fully genetically altered that have been watching over the highborns and kind of crafting them which they surmise is the original race of people that lived on this drained planet that's draining other planets oh okay so they basically like kind of all morphed into the same planet life form yeah, they're essentially all controlled by the planet, yeah. And oh, their okay. Body is... Oh, so individuals from the draining planet exist. Yes. But the whole, the planet itself is also a life form, like yes. a living body. Yeah, my, and... My planet, my choice. Yeah, my planet, my choice, okay. exactly. Like, your planet is also a living body, but the other planet is like, I'm going to take your life force because I need it to survive. Okay. So it becomes like a weird vampire planet. Gotcha. Okay. And you gotcha. learn all of this... Yeah. At one point in the story, from one of the original people from that life vampire planet okay. who escaped and was far enough away from that planet to regain his memories and lose the Zerg connection to the hive mind okay. that he can tell everyone else about this and be like, hey, I need you to go kill my planet because that shit's fucked up. Okay. At what point before, like, how long before the end of the game does this happen? The reveal? Yeah. Like, literally, like... Two dungeons before. Oh, like right before the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, right okay, before the end of the great, game. Great, great, Yeah, yeah, that tracks. That, that tracks. tracks. I think they tried to hint at it because when the game first starts, when you run into the lords, you'll see this girl with like black yes, short hair. Yeah, I've heard That's the. Supposed to I've be heard the, the. Wow, there's a character in every cutscene, and you don't know who she is, but then you do know who she is. Yes. And that's supposed to be like deep writing. Yes, yes. She's just hidden along the entire path, which. Right. So that makes that makes the reveal at the end good. Supposed um, to be like foreshadowing. Technically, yeah, technically, technically it, was, it was technically foreshadowed. Yeah, I think those are the key beats of the story. Wait, again. okay. How does the game end? The game ends with you killing that planet. Oh, you just fight it and it dies, and then not even just that. You fight it, it dies. Oh, it gets stupider. <laughs> and then the lord that you killed, the last lord, the water lord okay. that you supposedly killed, comes back and fights you for no fucking reason. <laughs> I don't even know why he's oh, there. Wait, wait, but the Water Lord is the one that wants to have sex with your girlfriend. Not even. I don't even know if that's actually the. Is point. that? He just it? doesn't like anything. 
He just wants everything to die. Who? Oh, who's the boss that is where there's like an obvious sort of like... I think it is him. I think that's supposed to be oh, him. Okay, so that's why. That's why. Is that really why? I well, because they need to tie that plot. They need to be like, oh, now they're true. You know they're meant for each other because oh, okay. now he's going to fight for... Yeah, I guess right? that's the case. Having not seen like the last 60% of the game, I can tell you for sure that that's what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, he comes back and fights for literally no fucking reason just okay. to be annoying. Cool. So You, you, you get... even save him too from one point of the game too. Like, he's, like, trapped in, like, oh, a okay. structure, and he's, like, being, like, used as an energy catalyst because cool. there's supposedly some kind of, like, genetic altering for the main character and, like, the girl that you meet. They're yeah. like, oh, they're mysterious, and they have these weird powers. Why? Right. Well, they're altered to do one thing, which is help absorb energy from the world. Gotcha. Yeah, which I believe is how it works. I haven't played Arise in a couple of years, to be fair, but... Um, yeah, it has been a couple of years, damn. Yeah, it's been a while. That's Still crazy. waiting for the new Tales game. Don't know when that's going to happen. It has? Yeah, wow. Wow. Yep. So that's what that happens, and I okay, will so, so open does, up what, the stage to your what's the, what's the conclusion? Like you beat, so you beat the planet, you beat the dude, and then like what happens to the whole two planets? So the other planet dies. Which it's one? The 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 vampire planet. Oh, okay. Dies. Yeah. 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 And it makes this like pretty sparks. Then everyone comes back to the main Love planet. That. Love that. And they start supposedly there's like a time skip that happens after you beat the fourth lord where everyone's kind of like reconnecting with the people here and like the people the people highborns are getting incorporated in the society based off the leadership of the geo lord which is the one you don't like quite a bit oh yeah okay gotcha so they created this like society where like people are kind of reincorporating slaves aren't slaves highborns are brought into like respect each other yada 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 Okay. Yeah. So and then and then the game kind of, that's kind of it's just like and then we made peace. Yeah, it's like they're working towards peace, yeah. Is okay. the idea. And then the main character and the other character gets married. Oh, they do get married. They do get married. Great. Yeah. They fall great, in love, great. yes. That heartwarming story. Shippers are going to love that one. Oh, totally. One thing that like really put me off about the game. Okay, so here here's where I'm going to Here's rant. your stage. Well, Take okay. your soapbox. No, you know what? Here a good Take lead, that box. A good lead into my complaints about the game would be let's let's explore every character and explore their motivations and explore how their story ends. So we've already introduced th that there's a main character. He's an amnesiac who turns out to be uh, from like one of the planets and he's, you know, like engineered in some way. So he is supposed. So the main character, Alvin, is from the original the life planet, we'll dub it. And okay. he was Life planet meaning the, the draining planet? The one that's being drained. Yeah. Oh, the one that's being drained. Okay. Yeah, so he's from like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, back before they fully took over the their world. So he's supposed to be like... Okay. Oh, gotcha. So he was on the planet of oppressed people. Yes. Yeah. He's okay. the oppressed planet. Okay, gotcha, that's a little dumb. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. The oppressed planet. The slave planet. planet. The enslaved planet. Yeah. yeah. And... He was kidnapped and taken up to the Highborns to be experimented on to be, like, part of their weird, like, princess, queen. They have a term for it, uh, JRPG jargon. But yeah. essentially, like, oh, you're going to be part of this catalyst where we're going to create a way to more effectively life drain this planet by having two people harmonize and that will somehow create a draining system. Cool. Uh, and And so the two people are... The main character, Alvin, and the love interest. Not the love interest, the love interest's grandmother, because time. Of course. Yes. Of course, of course, so of course. something goes wrong, and a lot of highborns die, and he has, like, a strong PTSD reaction from it, that he, yeah. essentially, in order to keep him safe, the grandmother gives him a helmet that wipes his memory, right. sending him back to the planet, and he gets enslaved, and he has no memory of what happened. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. So, 
one thing right off the bat that really annoys me about Arise's writing. Yes. Okay. Um, this is, is what that, I'm here for. Is that um, got my crisps? It's funny. There's like a. It's like someone discovered being a writer, like writing a story for the <laughs> first time. Like they discovered metaphors for the first time, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Whoa! What if instead of uh like." a character being like indirectly characterized through a metaphor to explain their true character. What if we just made the characters themselves caricatures of their plot, their like uh, character growth mm-hmm. in the story? So like what happens is like you have Alvin and you have, what is the princess's name? I don't The remember. love interest. I forgot. Yeah, you have, you have the love interest and like the love interest sh- like gimmick is that she shocks anybody who touches her like you feel pain yes and so it's like oh they're perfect for each other because there's this princess who has to close herself off emotionally because she literally hurts anybody she gets close to she physically hurts them (laughs) and that is why she is not able to emotionally establish a link or a tie with any other characters because when she gets too close to people she hurts them but like she Physically, physically hurts, them. hurts them. And isn't that a really cool metaphor? Yeah, because it's physically hurting Daniel right now. You see, what's happening is I'm not showing you that this character is having trouble establishing mm. deep emotional connections with people. I'm showing you that she's unable to. She's because, physically not able because to. Because she is shocking people <laughs> that she touches. <laughs> and, and it's like... shocking Daniel's brain. And it's like, oh, wow, it's so beautiful because who better fit for the woman who inflicts physical pain Pain. on people she touches Mm -hmm. than the man who cannot feel pain Mm -hmm. to the point where he has sealed off his memories because that is also a source of pain for him. Wow. Yes. That's great writing. Very much where it's wearing their character's problems literally on their sleeves. Yes. Yes. It's, um, and it's, so, like, to kind of, I know, okay, that was a really long bit. but like, I like the bit. It's just so frustrating to, like, I wouldn't mind it if it was, like, just that, right? Yes. If it was, like, okay, yeah, it's a little cheesy that they're, like, you know. For the first two characters, yeah. They're, like, they're, they're like, physically perfect for each other, right? Like, not only do does their, like, sort of romance blossom, but mm-hmm. also, like, they, they find each other and, like, they can't live without each other, right? Yeah. Like, like, they physically cannot live without each other. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. like, I wouldn't mind that, like, right? Because it's like, okay, sure. It's a little cheesy, but, like, mm-hmm. that's fine. But then it's like every single other character is also just, like, here is this character's arc, right? Like, this yes. is how they need to grow as a character. Like, this character, here's, like, a little mage who's a human, and her parents were killed by the... Highborns. Basically the highborns, yeah. I was going to say high elves, but yeah, the highborns. Yeah, might and as well she, And she hates them. And I don't know how that gets resolved because I didn't play far enough because I literally stopped playing the game after the fourth country. But like, it's like her her entire character, the way she interacts with anybody mm-hmm. is always through the frame of, oh, I'm this, you know, I what I really am is like this happy-go-lucky girl who didn't have the chance to grow up and she still wants to explore the world and be curious. Mm-hmm. But I fucking hate highborns and I'll kill them. I'll kill them all. I'll avenge my parents. Yeah, it's... The mind main gripe with the game, which I think relates really well to the problems that you're feeling, is that the pacing feels weird. Yeah, but it's not just the pacing. It's like, well, the sure. character writing is really r- rough. Yeah, but it's amplified by the yes, weird pacing because yes. a lot of the characters feel like the character you're talking about. I got the names up. It's, nice. Yeah, Rinwell. Yes, Rinwell. Yeah, and Shion is the untouchable. Shion. Yeah. 
so Rinwell's character has a stark hatred for one particular highborn specifically and she has a distrust of highborns yes and that's like things that ha- i wouldn't say just distrust oh she, yeah she like, like has actual race yeah like she wants to like kill them <laughs> yes but the problem is is like because of how the game's paced and like how each area targets one particular yes, person's yes. particular heavily their arc yes like not even giving it time to breathe when she has the moment where she's like i have to deal with this conflictingness or this conflicting mental moral point of do i just hate highborns and is that okay it's literally she snaps and becomes insane for like five minutes for a cutscene. Yes, 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 yes. And it's real hard to watch and swallow. So, okay, tell me how her arc is resolved. What was the last thing you remembered happening? Oh, okay. So, for her arc, the last thing that I saw was the scene where the green lord, the green yeah. lord lady. The wind lord, yeah. Yeah, like she kills like a whole, um, like... Uh, plaza of people yeah just drains them with like some weird spell thing yeah yeah and then rinwell uh like snaps and then Mm -hmm. the 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 martial artist kid has to stop her yeah that's pretty much the end of it i mean really i think they do a few cutscenes a little bit later talking about it and her realizing like there's like this weird manipulation going on but overall she's like i can't just stop hating Oh, these really? people okay. like it's like hard for me to but like she's like trying to grow over the time skip but like for me like i don't know if i'm missing something or maybe i missed a side quest don't feel like Doubt i did it, yeah. but it's like literally like i hate these people but i've heard his words echo through me and i am going to think about it and that's kind of it oh, okay so it's kind of like the um i can say these things because i have a highborn friend like one of my best friends is <laughs> something like that i guess which is like a crazy parallel to genus's storyline from symphonia because oh yeah genus essentially has the same arc where it's like i'm a half elf and humans yeah, yeah treat torture. Me poorly. Yeah, yeah no no like we were we were tortured and put in camps yeah we were tortured yeah. and put in camps and then i also see these half elves that are like me but they're also wrong because they run the ranches and torture humans yeah so it's like like what's right and what's wrong and it's like the slow growth approach to kind of realizing there's no black and white here it's not one race is better than the other it's we're people and people do bad things and how do i go forth but the main thing i know is i like the people around me and i can make a choice on that and like you see his growth through that with rinwells it's like shouting i snap someone shouts at me i'll think about it she literally has two is like split personality disorder (laughs) because like it's it's literally like i'm a cute little girl who casts magic and has a cute owl yeah. and then suddenly it's like i'm going to kill every highborn that i see don't even show me your fucking eyes witch <laughs> burn them at the stake right. yeah but that's essentially like it's like the storyline kind of follows through it's just that it's just so it's the problem with all of the characters in this game which is their arc is cramped into their country and yes. that one and you're just like beaten to death with like this country is filled with people that are distrustful one another. Everyone lies to each other. Da, 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 da. I think the, my main issue to kind of like c- summarize it, to kind of like mm-hmm. compartmentalize what is wrong with the writing is it is written in a way that kind of like it's like when in Tales of Symphonia or something, there is a slow burn over time of sort of like this is w- how this character feels mm-hmm. about, you know, like this particular race of people or this particular place. And here's, like, a lot of little scenes of them slowly showing you bit by bit exactly how they're feeling or mm-hmm. how, how it's changing them. Yep. But instead of, in her eyes, it's like, it's like okay, here's some scenes. It'll, I'll show you bit by bit, like, how this character is changing. But instead of it being, like, a subtle, slow change over time or, like, a subtle way 
to kind of show that the character is reacting to something in character, right? Like yep. through dialogue, it's like, here's just scenes over and over and over again of me telling you, this character hates highborns. This mm-hmm. character hates highborns. Hey, oh, there's a highborn. This is mm-hmm. how this character feels about it. They hate them, by the way. Yep. And then it like makes me feel like the game thinks I'm stupid or something. <laughs> where it's like, yes, this is the moral of this mm-hmm. art. Yes. I'm going to tell it to you over and over and over again. Yep. And I'm going to show you that these characters don't have any dimensionality to them. It's just them learning how to become the people they were destined to become. As in, like, I need to overcome this problem about myself. Yep. And then they overcome it. And then they become side characters forever. Yeah. And honestly, like, from, like, a D&D tabletop role-playing game perspective, it's like if you took every short quest line and made it a main quest line. Like, no matter what you did, mm. every town encounter has the same level of stakes as frodo taking the ring to mordor everything right. is on that high level yeah where it's like there's no like break you're just constantly hit over the head at the peak of emotional tension yes. whenever a character comes in yeah it's also just extremely melodramatic because of that yes yeah it, that's the problem it just feels very melodramatic and because of, I think, the way new Tales games are designed, there's not a lot of downtime with traveling around to give you, like, light breathers that way. Right. Or fun skits to... They have skits. Yes. But the skits are also front-loaded into areas, too, which makes it even worse. Oh, yeah. It's kind of obnoxious. And, yeah, and, and it just, like, the, the presence of the skits and, like, the, the fast pacing of the storytelling mm-hmm. is, like... Here's a fun skit where all the characters are having fun learning to cook together. And mm-hmm. then it's like suddenly the next story scene is them like at each other's throats, like not trusting each other or something. And it's yeah. just like, what is happening here? It's like everybody's bipolar or like a split personality. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Like to be fair, sometimes that comes up with Tales games too, but like yeah. usually they'll they'll set it up so you can't see certain skits in certain areas. Like when you're running through oh, sure. like the Tower of Regeneration fighting angels, you're not gonna have them sit down going like, Man, <laughs> right, I love the right. way you make curry. It's like, hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold yeah. Hold on. And also, it's like, there are significant story beats in other Tales games mm-hmm. where it just shows the party, like, bonding and getting along. And yes. it's not just a skit. Mm-hmm. They're, like, bonding through significant story events. Yep. But in Arise, it's just like, here is your conflict that is going to change you as a person. And when it's done, you're done. Yeah, congratulations. You beat the conflict. All right, on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, overall, like, Arise has other aspects of the game. The gameplay is actually pretty fun, although it gets kind of... I like the gameplay, yeah. It does get repetitive. Yeah. It gets kind of repetitive pretty quickly, like, especially by the third or fourth lord. Yeah. And by the like by that point, everything in the game feels the exact same because you've yeah. unlocked everything. And, and the, like, yeah, I think the dodge mechanic is just, like, a little too good i guess because like it's kind of just a catch-all like as long as you just dodge attacks then it's like okay yeah i like it though it's kind of cute it's fun i mean every no, character has different stuff yeah it's definitely fun yeah yeah every character feels unique from like the combat style and the action rpg aspect of it it's solid yeah. that part is solid agreed the problem is just the storytelling graphics are great it yeah environments fine. look really good yeah music yeah. is decent it's very fantasy s so yep it hits everything but the story is just very much written where it's like Every country you go to, here's one new character and the moral they have to overcome, yeah, and it's yeah. on 11. There's no 8, there's no 6, there's no 5, everything right. is at 11. There, there is not a conflict in the game that doesn't represent a explicit turning point for a character mm-hmm. for, their, like, for their growth or their arc. Yeah, that's kind of how that goes, but... Um, it is exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. But now you get to hear Daniel's feelings about Arise yep. and my feelings about Arise, so let's see if we can turn that into a one-shot. Let's see if we can fix... <sighs> maybe one of the big arcs that you have the most gripe with and see if we can turn that into a one-shot adventure that maybe feels a little nice. Yeah. So 
I'm trying to think back on... Maybe fix is the wrong word. Maybe just, like, adjust. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see where we can take it. I we, I brought up in the last episode the... Um, the Geolord? Earth, yeah, the Geolord or whatever, mm-hmm. which is... I mean, it's, like, basically the point that made me stop playing the game. <laughs> so Really? I thought the Windlord made you stop. No, it was... Um, well, I actually got past the Geolord area. I got to the point where... Um, the party gets split up. They get like sent to some island or something. I don't. Remember. Oh right, right, yeah. And then it's where it's where uh, Alvin starts to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I got to that point, and it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm done. Mm. I don't know if this is fun anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so it sounds like you did the Wind Lord, you did the Geo Lord, and you did the Fire Lord. Was there one of those three that maybe caught your eye that you would like to try tackling and maybe adjusting a bit? I think the one I remember the best is the Geo Lord. The other ones were a lot of just like. You confront the bad guy, and yeah. then you beat the bad guy. Yeah, so, like, a quick summary. The Fire Lord one, Alvin, this is the first one you run into. Alvin's essentially enslaved in this area. Right. He meets this girl who's like, I can't be touched, but I can use magic. And also, I have a big sword in me that only you can unlock. Exactly. That's and then they use that to kill the president, the pr- basically. <laughs> yeah, kill the president, yes. And then you also meet, like, the resistance leader who has no faults of any. He's just perfect oh, in all ways. Oh, no, God! <laughs> oh, okay, I have to rant about this. Okay. There is, you You meet this character who is, like, it's, like, a role model, right? Yeah. He's, like, I'm the resistance leader. I have a lot of experience, and I know, like, I, like, you know, I wrestle with the sort of, like, morality of being part of a resistance, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, everything he says is, like, infallible. He just, Mm -hmm. like, knows the truth. Yes. Right? Like, if you were, like, to be, like, to go up to him and ask, like, what's the meaning of life? Mm -hmm. And then he would be like, well, Alvin, it's to be a good man and trust yourself and always fight for what's good Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then Alvin's just like, thank you. I know how to, like, live my life now. Yeah. And then it's, like, so painfully obvious that they're going to lead up to him dying. And then he just dies. And then it's, and then it's just like, oh, no, he doesn't have this, like deus ex machina to tell him how to feel anymore he doesn't have like a moral compass for himself yep he dies so uh he doesn't die in the fire area but essentially you uh, create a resistance and you go and take on the fire lord he dies in the second area when he runs into his son law yeah and then he gets captured by them because he's like i can't leave my son and then he gets Uh... captured and then they, they execute him which was a whole thing yep but during his execution he got to like um like speak his spill truth. out a lot more like phys- philosophical truths about yes. the universe so something yeah. like that yeah yep so, so that's the second country basically. so the second country is yeah. the light country where every the moral problem is everyone distrusts their neighbors and are expected to rat each other out right 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 it's a, it's a very like sort of soviet russia yeah soviet um, russia nazi germany like yeah. uh, point out the jews kind of thing we'll yeah like sowing distrust between people so they can't rise yeah. up. yeah and it's like oh the moral is learn to trust each other and be okay and don't well be the moral ass. is just be very powerful and kill the president <laughs> that's also and the then thing. and then you solve the country you solve the country's problems yes i think part that storyline is that the president is hiding amongst the resistance as one of their leaders and is kind of like ah. s- also sowing distrust there but also leading the resistance in a way that doesn't actually harm him right right so right. that's kind of his thing you overcome it by finding out that he is the actual villain during the execution i believe oh i forgot like you, there's a big reveal it's like ah it's him and it's like that yeah. wasn't that big of a reveal he looks just like him right what are you and, talking then you, about? and then you just immediately walk up his tower and kill him yeah you just like oh here's a dungeon and then you murk him uh, he's actually one of the tougher boss fights. Yes, he, I had a very hard time. Because he has a bullshit gimmick where it's like, oh, 
once his health hits a certain point, yeah. he overlimits constantly and will keep indignationing you until you die. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he also has like a DPS check. Yeah, he has a DPS check for like th- like because he has three clones. It's it's not fun. Yeah. Um, the next one is the Geo Lord, I believe. His is like the one where Daniel's talking about this area is perfect. Oh, the Highborns are living together in harmony with regular people, and there's no slavery, and the mines are closed. Everything's great. Okay, cool. But it's not, because one guy who's part of the Resistance finds that there's this fruit that exists that turns people into goo. Right, and what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something very frustrating about this for me, because it was like... It's not even that the there like there was nobody that was actually evil. It was, like it was like, actually like an advisor that was yeah. evil. Yeah. And then like the leader like just had no idea. Yeah, it's like, oh, the leader was blind to all the things because he just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, okay. Because he just didn't want to hear someone cry. Right, right, right. That was what was so frustrating to me, because it was like they're they're like all of like the dialogue and stuff is implying that, like, oh, this leader guy, mm-hmm. he's wrong for like not caring about anything like he's wrong for like not knowing that evil was going on yep because he was complacent but like that's not really true like he was he was just a good leader and the people were really happy Mm -hmm. but then this other guy was doing evil stuff and then for some reason that's the leader's character arc now it's just like oh i realized that by not doing anything i have allowed evil to happen or something but like it wasn't even his fault yeah i think the the moral point that they're trying to push is like if you're in a position of power you're you're doing bound to help people below you i think right. that's what they're trying to which push. is which is what he did yeah and so it, like yeah he did uh, but he didn't do it well enough the message the just completely fell on its face because like it's that, for some reason everything is focused on the leader and not on the guy who was literally killing people yeah and then it's like oh ptsd time for a boss fight yeah yeah and then but then you beat you beat up the president yeah. and then he realizes the error of his ways yeah, he's like oh you're right okay cool i'll join you and not do my job and travel the world. Yeah, it's, like, so fucked up. In retrospect, like, you literally just, like, gaslight him. You make him admit that he was wrong. And then he's like, yes, I realized the error of my ways. But it's like, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I... He was literally just a good leader. Yeah, he was trying He was trying his best. He's just like, I can't just not want to listen to people cry or something. Yeah. I gotta do Insane. more. Oh, yeah, it was literally, like... I, I made the country like this because I don't like seeing people sad. And then yeah. it's like, no, that's weakness. It's like, there's more. There's other people in the world sad. You can't just close yourself off. It's like some kind of moral ground on that aspect. It's incredibly stupid. Yeah, and then there's the other character in it who's the big shield lady. Who's yes. like her his first guard whose brother dies. And yep. that's the trigger. I forgot what happens with her arc because her brother dying was kind of part of it. <sighs> yeah, she has some kind of complex where like, she finds out that the, the leader is lying to her or something, and then she's like, oh, I don't trust him anymore. But then it's like, oh, I have to learn to trust you again. Yeah, I think it's something about, like, being a leader. Like, you can't just, like, blindly follow leaders yes, and you have yes, to make yes, your yes, own yes. choices. Right. Something along those lines. It gets lost in the Geolord a little bit. Yeah, and arc. then they don't address it ever again. Yeah, I mean, they touch on it in a few skits here and there, but it's, like, it's it's so light, and it it's a rough arc. For so sure. I... Let, I don't think we should do that, right? Because it's like literally just gonna be kind of the same as Symphonia's. Yeah. As the one we just did. Yeah, it would be pretty similar. And then the last one, I think, was the wind one, which it's either gonna be the wind, light one, wind or light one, I think, because the wind one is you come across oh. a really insanely rowdy resistance that's very prone to violence. Right. And they capture the wind leader, and it turns out she's actually just like poisoned all of them and with that fruit. 
that turns people into goo. Ah, right. That's and the then one. at the very end, like as they're about to execute her, their emotions are high. It causes the fruit to activate in their body and they all just get turned into dust. And she right. gathers a bunch of energy super effectively, apparently. And she's like, ah, yes, I've been evil all along. Yeah. Ta-da. You guys were right. I was evil. Right. Yeah. I remember that scene was so funny to me because like the instant it was like, oh, here's a bunch of angry townspeople and they like have captured this woman. Mm hmm. And she's, like, screaming for help. And then it's at that point where I'm like, oh, she's evil. Yes. Because... But she's dressed really evilly. She looks like Poison Ivy. No, but well, it wasn't even, like, it was, I was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, they wouldn't be, like, so, they wouldn't be leaning so hard into this setup of, like, oh, no, a pretty woman is going to die. Mm-hmm. If, it, if there wasn't a twist where she yeah. wasn't going to die. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's pretty, I mean, to be fair, we're older, so we'll, we can kind of read the tropes happening, but this one was yeah. a little too, like, in your face. Like, ah, yes. Right. I can tell that this is not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was kind of hoping they were going to do something with the resistance and the leader having, like, different moral views from Alvin and their approach to things. Yeah. But... But they it, ended up. They, I, I think they just I they just Thanos snapped him, so it's kind of just whatever. Yeah, and I remember it was so funny because like his only purpose, you, like you go to this town and then there's like you find other resistance fighters, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We've done it. We've freed the city." Yeah, and and so there, but there's this immediate sense of like, "Oh no, the way these guys are doing it is not right because mm-hmm. they're too violent or whatever." Yes, but then like there's no sort of like moral ambiguity you like the game just immediately presents the resistance leader as a womanizer or like he just like immediately sexually harasses your girlfriend yeah and and then he dies yeah and then he dies yeah (laughs) it's just paced so poorly it's just like we have to talk about it we have to kill this guy real fast it's like do you like like there's so much you could explore here with who they are but they do have like a lot of different countries too that they're trying to explore but i don't think that's a good enough excuse for like poor writing for the country right 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 should we do this one i think this one might have the most well i mean it it has the least sort of like already created uh like plot points yeah i mean unless you want to do the fire one where you just lead a resistance and kill it kill the president oh yeah where you just meet like a perfect man and then kill the president yeah you meet the perfect man and then you kill the president and fire in a sword you find the fire gun and then you kill the president yeah 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 and then and then your dad tells you how you should feel yep yep you should feel good yeah killing is wrong but you have to do it it's okay Yeah, I'm down with doing the Wind Country one, I think, because I think the Geo one's a little too close, and I don't know how to do a light, uh, everyone distrusts each other kind of style of country. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds not fun Mm -hmm. to play, to kind of have to, like, it just sounds like you're doing a bunch of weird social deception. Uh, It might be kind of interesting, I don't know. That would be fun to do, like, I think if we were going to do the light country one, it would be done in a way kind of like the Dragon Age Inquisition Ball, where... It's like this highborn society, everyone is here putting on a mask, and mm-hmm. everyone is trying to figure out who what's going to happen to the queen. Like, do you let her die and be taken over by her general cousin who or could be better leader in a time of war? Hmm. Or do you stop that assassination from happening and let the princess ascend to the throne next after the queen, who maybe is less skilled in wartime politics, but is very skilled in more social obligations and has a more caring nature like i think that's roughly it and then you go through that arc exploring for who the assassin is you're looking for clues on what's going on and proof that this man is trying to assassinate the queen that sounds really dope 
You're okay. talking about the other... But that's Dragon Age Inquisition. That's not how this game actually works. Yeah, 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 right. You're talking about how you could potentially do the other... That's how uh, I'm thinking of how we could do that one, yeah. Place. It would be like a social gala s espionage slash political intrigue mm. kind of style of game. Right, right. Where it's a lot of note-taking, but maybe that's the direction we take. But with the wind one, it could probably end up being like a conflict of morals and discussions between yeah. the resistance fighters and how one approaches saving uh saving the soul of this country i guess yeah yeah i like the um i like the approach that you uh introduce the people to this conflict of like uh a sort of war-torn country Mm -hmm. that has already been kind of like overtaken by resistance fighters yes and then kind of letting them explore like do the ends justify the means yes do we just add in another dictator that's replacing the old one or how do we put an actual system in place now that we've succeeded yeah like this is the part where we've succeeded in the resistance what do we do now i think that would be the storyline here right right is that the one you want to take yeah um i feel like there should be well i'm trying to think i feel like there should be some kind of other external conflict in terms of like some kind of where we ha- we have to route out like the remaining government forces or some kind of like remaining sort of like battle conflict to keep it grounded we could take it from tales of arise where the resistance didn't actually win they just think they won right. but the true army is still hidden out waiting for the resistance to gather and this is more of a bait and switch yeah so at the very end the original kingdom army the dictator's army comes back in and that's the last force that they have to deal with. There's like another hidden battle that will exist. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you do in Arise, right? You literally go and like find his hidden base or something. Yeah, you find, you go chase the lady on her big yacht. Oh, yeah, there's a yacht. There's a big yacht. I forgot. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a sequence. Yeah, it's a yacht sequence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the way you catch up to the yacht is like, I'm going to take this other random boat that just happens to be here. Oh, other people right, can pilot. Right, it's right, really right. dumb. So, what is interesting to me about this is, uh, I like the potential that you have to, like, either persuade the resistance leader Mm -hmm. to kind of, like, not be so ruthless. Or maybe you need to persuade his, you know, his, like, confidants Mm -hmm. to persuade him or, you know, to, like, maybe even overthrow their leader. Yes. So my thought is that maybe this is one where you introduce a clock. And if Mm -hmm. you can gather enough support, you can fill the clock, which will allow less resistance fighters to follow the more dictator leader yeah. who's preaching violence and ascending himself to the throne and controlling like everything has to be controlled by me right because otherwise you guys don't know what's right because clearly i had the vision to overthrow this leader and organize yes. this yes so while that's happening the first part is like we may need to create some npcs some advisors maybe other like quartermasters that work with him yeah and you have to convince them hey your guy's going nuts Right. That shit ain't okay. Yeah. You can't just start murking people for not agreeing with you. Right. So the resolution for this session would be uh, like removing him from power. It would be removing him from power and also dealing with the return of the dictator king with his forces. The long term goal here is that if you can convince more people from the resistance to side with your ideals on being more peaceful, if that's what your party is going for, which... Fabula Ultima does focus on being good heroes, yeah. that should be the direction, then at the end you'll have a larger backing and army and more advantage to fight the dictator and his army. So he would be the right. true enemy, like the final villain that you have to fight. 
prior to that, you're just gathering resources and powers and buffs to deal with him. Yeah, I wonder, we should put in some kind of events that show that the leader is a problem. Like maybe uh, people who are like suspected government sympathizers are like going to be executed or something like yes, that. Yes, I like that, yeah. So let's let's work on that one really quickly. I like the idea that a bunch of government sympathizers are going to be executed by like a firing squad and you have to convince the firing squad that this is wrong. Like mm. you have to figure out why they're executing them, prove that they don't have any proof, and three, there is no like why would the king want them executed? Maybe they talked badly about the king and that's the main reason. Oh, mm. yeah, okay, okay. Let's do this. So you you enter this town. I'm not really sure what the hook would be mm-hmm. because it's kind of implied that you kind of stumble on it. But anyways, you you enter the town and you see that like everything is like kind of in ruins and here's your hook. Yeah. The party is sent by like a foreign guild to aid in the resistance, but then when they get there, okay. the resistance has already succeeded. Yeah, okay. Now you have to aid the resistance in making sure the new government in place is sane in the head. Yeah, okay, right, right, right. So you're kind of like a, maybe like you sent by some sort of like shadow organization <laughs> that like runs, the, like make sure there's like balance. Oh, yeah, yeah, your, um, what the fuck is it called? The, uh... Blue Man Group. Yeah, the Blue Man Group, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, inside Job, whatever, the uh, oh, Illuminati or something. Yeah, yeah, so, something along those lines. I don't, you can flavor Wait, however you want. Yeah, I, probably not the Illuminati, I probably just like another group that's just out to help. Maybe the Resistance- Maybe just like a neighboring kingdom. Yeah, the Resistance asked for is like, hey, our dictator is like bad, here's proof, please come help. And yeah, then you yeah. came as part of like a scouting party to see what they needed, right. and it turns out they succeeded, but there's problems. Ooh, you could even do a sort of like, you are from a neighboring kingdom, mm-hmm. and then the king, or you know, whatever, maybe like an advisor or like a general is like, hey- the kingdom next to us is like completely like rife with war, mm-hmm. and I want you guys to go over there as like sort of missionaries or like uh, like go help them. Mm-hmm. But then in like put someone in place that would be politically beneficial to us. That's true. Yeah. And then so you go over there and you're like, okay, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then because there's sort of an opportunity to sort of like as a party, you're like, well, I think that like using another country's downfall for your own gain is mm-hmm. kind of fucked up let's go over there and see like if we can restore balance on our yeah. own or whatever for sure for sure i yeah. like that yeah so you go over there there's a resistance battalion that is already overthrown they've they've taken the leader or you know like run the leader into um into hiding yep and then uh what happens is you're there and like you meet the leader you meet sort of like you know whatever other uh like pieces are going to be in play in yes. terms of npcs and then there's like an attack on maybe like a storage warehouse or something, like mm-hmm. something that's holding like food or supplies. Okay. And then that kind of triggers an event where the leader starts like rounding people up who are like suspected sympathizers mm-hmm. and then is going to like execute them because he assumes that they are spies. Yes. And so what you what that triggers you to do is say like, okay, we're going to execute them in a week or whatever. Um, and then so you need to go and find the, Clues? the remaining or no, the remaining forces okay. and take them out. And then so when you come back to the town, you have sort of like the backing of the people. Okay. Because it's like, hey, we went out there and we we finished it for you. I like that. Yeah. Because now you're proving to them, hey, we're on your side. Yeah. I think another way to also do that is just to say that you cu- you're coming, mi- like you said, missionary. So you have proof. That way the resistance doesn't just attack you. Like, oh, we have, this is our reasoning. Right. You're coming from a different country. You have political protections. Okay. But don't fuck with our shit. 
I think there's also the mystery element where it's like you can discover who actually burned down the food supply. Maybe it wasn't right. actually sympathizers. It was a different group of people. Well, I mean, well, presumably it would have been the remaining forces of the government. Okay, is that what we're thinking? Because, yeah, so they, they do the attack and then it's like, well, they like how could they have gotten that info? Okay. Or, you know, how could they have snuck behind our lines to plant whatever explosives? Yeah, so I was trying to come from the aspect of like this new resistance leader is also a dictator and is looking to reinforce his power by removing any oh, naysayers yeah, okay, so I he's like, like trying to plant distrust within yeah, people okay. and like remove anyone who doesn't believe in them so he's framing these people yes by saying they burned down a warehouse of food and yeah. now you as your party has to go look into that and solve like maybe find clues on who actually did it maybe track down the original the person who did burn it and on whose orders and that right. leads you back to the resistance leader yes okay i actually really like how that paints the leader as like evilly mm-hmm. brutal yes in a very clean way where it's not just like because i kind of like that it's not like morally amb- ambiguous in the way that it's like oh this guy is too ruthless to be a leader. Yes. Right? Because it's like, oh, he liberated all these people, but he's too violent about it or whatever. Yeah. Because like it's, it feels like sort of a cop-out. Yes. To be like, oh, no, but he's not actually good because he killed a bunch of people. Yeah, I think you, for Fabula Ultima, they want the villain to be very villainous. Yeah, like you should kind of know to be able to be like, yeah. Well, because like in an RPG, the way you deal with conflicts is by, by killing the most powerful person. <laughs> Fair. So it, you can't just be like, Oh, well, it's kind of ambiguous, but we're just going to kill him because he, like, is violent. Yes. Yeah. So the first story scene for the clock is that you have to solve the true instigator of the warehouse burning. Right. And so you got to do, like, a fun investigation yeah, you, sequence. Yeah, you'll investigate, you'll find some clues, you'll find maybe, like, a match, and it leads back to, or oil, and it leads back to one of the resistance leader's right-hand man who had started the flame, he rats him out. Maybe you beat him up. Maybe it's a fight sequence. Or maybe you just convince him that what he's doing is wrong, and that helps you. Yeah. And that liberates the five people about to be executed. This obviously draws the ire of, or the malice of, I don't know if ire or malice works here. Yeah, yeah, probably. For ire! Uh, (laughs) And it draws the resistance leader's eye that, like, hey, you're kind of causing problems by keeping the people that I want dead alive. So maybe that's the first part. Yes. And then we can probably have a few more things to gain favor of the people, like tracking down the old kingdom's soldiers yeah. and taking them out because they're villains. Or maybe you can convince them that their dictator was bad too, and there's hmm. probably a peaceful option there yeah, okay. if that's what you want to play for. Or just fight them. You know? I feel like there needs to be like a couple just <clears throat> fights mm-hmm. to keep the game, like to kind of like put stress on resources and stuff. Yeah, I think the way I would do it is that the old kingdom's followers are like highborns in that way. They're like the royal, they're the royalty that doesn't want things to change. They wanted the status quo to change, stay the same. So not only when you meet them, they're maybe not in the best shape, but they also just don't like the other people and they would have killed them if given the opportunity. They're just, yeah, maybe they have slaves or some other very evil connotation word to slap on there. Yeah, Yeah, they dump oil in the ocean. There you go, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. So you fight them and you take them out. And that garners you more favor, so that probably fills another clock. Some other things you can do, maybe just something local. Maybe you help heal some people around the town, gather yeah. herbs. Uh, I, I can see it being like, the leader is going to round up some people that he probably has like a personal issue with. Yes. So maybe like from before the war broke out or whatever, like mm-hmm. maybe some kind of like family issues. 
Um, so he's going to round them up and he just wants to get rid of them. And then maybe the, like the people that are either like in the same family as mm-hmm. those people uh, or like, you know, friends or maybe those people are like craftsmen and uh, they have yes. helped the town a lot. Okay. So if you like, you know, prevent those people from getting executed, then, or like if you go and talk to the people that are related to them mm-hmm. or indebted to them, then you can, you know, like garner more favor from the people. Okay. Cool. Cool. To cool. kind of fill the clock. Yeah. That's another way to do it. I like that. Maybe there's a natural resource nearby, like a dam. Like there's like water that's being held back that you have to free, and the oh, resistance yeah, okay. leader is like holding back this resource, like magic right. mana, or trying something. to sort of like um, divvy it out and sell bottled water, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love I love the angle that the new resistance leader is like trying to set up his own dictatorship by yes. like limiting resources and kind of having a monopoly on yes. all of the like incoming exactly supplies. And this way, like with these four kind of conflicts that exist, your party can help. And maybe they don't fill the whole clock. They fill like three of them, but they still get like some boon or benefit for it. Whether it be like the enemy party gets poisons or they take a certain amount of damage to start or the resistance leader just doesn't have any backing. So now he will just have to step down. He's just like, all right. Right, right. Yeah, I I would, I, I would love if, um, the leader's henchmen aren't his direct, the people he commands yes they are like disguised as remaining uh like forces from the old dictatorship Mm -hmm. so he kind of like disguises he like tries to make it seem like there's all this conflict yes and you could also have like it mixed in with real conflict from the Mm -hmm. other side so there's kind of like a fun reveal yeah you find like oh hidden guard uniforms that have been conveniently disposed of in the lake yeah yeah yeah, that kind of thing yeah right right and then it's like oh you know uh, like we saw people dressed in the imperial uniform mm-hmm. come and like like they were sneaking around the supplies yeah. or whatever. And then you chase them down. It turns out they're actually the henchmen for the resistance leader. And you kill right. them. Yeah. And then take their badges as proof. And then also like, hey, we saw these uniforms and these guys were wearing it. Yeah. Here's proof. Also, I took a picture with my iPhone. So clearly, <laughs> wait, you're what? I don't know. Are you a time traveler? Yeah. Fantasy phone. Re- oh yeah. My speaking F-phone. stone. My speaking stone. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> my speaking stone. Um, my photo phone. Yeah. It would be cool to um have it so you know like oh. We're routing out the remaining imperialist forces, mm-hmm. but like you know, sometimes we still get attacked. Yes. So like you might you might, like the sequence might start with like oh the town is under attack we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna help them and then that's gonna be like our introduction to the town and then yes. we'll, and then we'll figure out what's going on mm-hmm. like politically and then so like the next time that something happens and it's like oh they're, they they were like imperial guards you will think like oh okay they're back again yes but then you find out that oh it's like there's something going on here because yeah. these people were like just wearing disguises yeah and they don't fight like imperial guards they yeah fight. oh yeah they do use different weapons they use stuff. different weapons they use different tactics they have yeah. bombs and mocktail cocktails right and- right right and then um and then what you can kind of have the whole progress clock be is like are you able to win the favor of the, the people. people enough to have them rise up and then yeah. rise get rid of up. the dude <laughs> I don't know the words to make a reference to this song. Rise up. Ba-na-na-na-na-na-na. I don't know. Nice. That's ever done. Rise yeah. up like my banana. Rise up like my bananas. Yep. Yeah, so we have a few options here for the clock, which is to garner favor and overthrow the resistance leader. I'd say for filling all four clocks, the resistance leader just gets taken away and is captured. You can save on a fight. Yeah. yeah. That could be helpful. Right. Um, if you don't, then you have to fight the resistance leader and maybe one henchman. Or, depending on how many clocks you don't fill, that number of henchmen. Well, actually, I kind of like the idea that there is just a final encounter with the leader, where he's just like, oh, okay, I see that you've turned everyone against me, fuck it, like, I'm just gonna kill you all. Okay. And then he kind of, like, you know, summons his guard boys. Yeah, his his ruffians. And then you can have a last little encounter, and then maybe, like, based on, you know, 
you can have some key NPCs, like maybe there's a blacksmith, maybe mm-hmm. there's, you know, like a tinkerer, an alchemist, a healer. And they boost you. Yeah, and like depending on whose favor you were able to garner, or if you like, you know, personally interacted with them in your time there, then you know, they'll give you some kind of boon in the last fight. Yeah. They give and you then, weapons, boons, yeah. maybe they just pimp you out in cool gear. Yeah. I like that, I like that. And do are we still thinking about bringing in the original kingdom dictator for one last battle? I don't think that should be the last fight. Okay. I think that should be like either like potentially an optional side thing you do or it's just a thing where you're like okay you know what to stop these attacks we'll go and find the last remaining forces Mm -hmm. and we'll route them out yes and then you come back and it's like oh well there's still attacks yeah and if your players are characters from a kingdom you can be like we're looking for a new treaty or like good favor with this new kingdom and their new people so we'll prove that to you by helping you do this yes so that could be a direction from that point and they can just be actually terrible garbage old (laughs) right yeah so it doesn't even feel bad i actually really love this and i love how fabula ultima puts this sort of emphasis on a connected world where like there's a lot of different kingdoms and there's like different politics in play yes because there's something really cool about being like okay your party is from this kingdom Mm -hmm. and it neighbors this kingdom that's uh like in the middle of a revolution yes and it could be that like you know the kingdoms are have always kind of been at odds right Mm -hmm. there's always been tension because they're bordering when you reveal that you are like you know oh we're we're here in good faith to help the people of this kingdom Mm mm-hmm like, you know, we've been sent by the king. Mm-hmm. They might, like, that might harbor distrust because yes. there's that sort of, like, politicking going yes, on. Yes, there's politics in the background, for yeah. sure. I, like I love that. that. Yeah, I like it's that. It's already, too. like, so, so much more deep than whatever the bullshit Tales of Arise came up with. Yeah, I mean, it's the same concept in a way where you're dealing with a resistance leader that's going too far. Yes. But now there's a little bit more breathing room on how quickly you have to deal with that guy going crazy. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff to explore in terms of, like, how are the sort of how's like the the just like the people of the town like yeah. how are their ideas of the leader changing how are their ideas of the neighboring kingdom that you're from changing for sure how are their ideas about like you know the old government changing exactly there's a lot more like everybody's kind of involved in the story it's not just like hey these people exist yeah. so that you can watch this owl girl go crazy yes and then like she'll reveal her past and then the most you can do is like talk to him on the side for like a quick blurb sentence and you're like right. oh i don't like the new resistance guy yeah the new resistance guy's great and it's just like oh my god oh you... i see there's mixed opinions there's mixed opinions crowd. here cool. wow deep writing yeah it's like cool like i guess i get that there it's like oh here's another guy who's old but a little bit more level-headed he's the quartermaster oh right like, yeah 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 so yeah and as just like a final option to add like another option for the clock or side quest during this area, based off Tales of Arise, maybe one of their food supplies poisoned like their grain or something. Yeah. And like the people eating it are slowly like losing their life essence. If you really want to draw more from Arise and Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. being poisoned by the actual kingdom, the old kingdom, the old dictator. So you yeah, find cool... that and you can be like, hey, we've discovered how they're destroying your food supply. The old kingdom's kind of still being an asshole. And then it also reinforces uh, why they suck. They're boiling oil on your food, I guess. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're getting high cholesterol. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nope, nope, nope. I guess as a quick summary, we have route out the old kingdom's soldiers and take them out for the group. That's yep. one clock. We have... I think that'll be sort of like a... Um, it'll be like sort of a natural... Uh, option. Well, it'll kind of be like the natural progression of the one-shot mm-hmm. because it'll be like, okay... We're still getting attacked. Mm-hmm. We're kind of on our last legs. We need you guys to go and find them, and then if you can, try to route them out of out of yeah. this area. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So that's so like come pro- back. and it, yeah, it'll like it'll be progress, but yeah. it'll kind of be like the guaranteed one progress. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next one will be the 
group of people getting firing squad, the quote-unquote like Old Kingdom sympathizers that are being framed by the resistance leader and his henchmen who burned down a warehouse. Yes. And you have to find clues to prove that the resistance leader is actually behind it by discovering like leftover notes, finding a... Maybe like footprints back footprint. to where they were holding up or oh, whatever. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So you can confront them or something. Yeah, and they are... They have like a signed sealed letter from the resistance leader proving how they're supposed right. to do it and some payment that they got yes. just to add in that extra flavor. So that will free them from that aspect. And then you can garner favor by talking to the local people with the things you've done right. just by being like generally helpful people. And maybe they have some side quests if you want to throw stuff in. Yes. Yeah. And then Clip lastly, pelts or whatever. Yeah. And then there's also the option of breaking open the dam. So there's a more... Oh, yeah, yeah, restoring water supply. Yeah, or mana, or some kind of whatever resource you want to add into it. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one was uh, your the grain supply was being poisoned by the Old Kingdom through some fruit and extra oil being dumped on it, and you can prevent that from happening by finding another group of Old Kingdom soldiers or possibly the route that they're doing this by. Maybe mm. sneaking it in some way through wind magic? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, or maybe whoever's supplying it to the camp yes. is, is evil. Yeah, they're in they're in, the merchant group might be an accomplice with the old kingdom. Right, right. And they're promised like royalty and noble honors if they continue to do so. So right, something right. along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I love the clock system for this because if you want to really expand on it, you can, like, do all sorts of things to, like, remove progress, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, like, one idea that came to mind was when you go, when you're sent out to go and, like, finish off the remaining forces of the old government, mm-hmm. they'll maybe, like, send, you know, the leader's right-hand man or something with you yes. to kind of watch you, right? And if you go there, maybe, like, you can potentially choose to let them go mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, oh, a lot of them are innocent, yes. right? Like, why should we kill them? But the, and then if the guy that's following you sees that, he'll report it, and then maybe mm-hmm. that'll reset progress back. Yes. Or you can kill him. <laughs> or you could kill him. You could kill you him. You could kill him. Or you can get him to you join your side. Him. Maybe. But he's... I think the what you should do is like make that sort of right-hand man guy, quote-unquote, make him, you know, just like make him a really good dude. Yeah. Be like, you know, like, okay, I, I've had to do hard stuff, but I'm doing it for my people. Yes. And I just want to do what keeps me safe. Yes, and as long as like, you can maybe pull him to your side, too. Right. Yeah, or you yeah. could... Oh, yeah. You yeah. could be your... Or, uh, what is the equivalent in Tales games for this character? No. Not, not Regal? Uh, no. Can it be like that? Maybe. It's probably Sheena. It's probably Sheena again. It's, just all, it's always, it's always Sheena. Sheena. It's always Sheena. Sheena. Cool, cool, cool. I think after that, once the progress clock is filled, or if it's not, you get some benefit, maybe some items for your characters, etc. Then you confront the resistance leader. It's a big fight on who's right and who's leading. Right. And maybe you can appoint like some of the local people to be the government of this area. Or yep. maybe your kingdom takes over. I don't know if I feel that great about that one. Yeah, there will probably be like a good NPC for that. Maybe someone who is just a, I don't know, like he's like a trade guild guy. And it's like, what oh. If, what if he's also another resistance fighter, but he's just perfect in every way morally? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I really love this dynamic of like outsiders and insiders and like who you trust and who you mm-hmm. don't trust. And I would love it for, for it to be like, um sort of like uh young, maybe not... You know, Maybe like a tavern keeper who's like keeping the people wounded safe and also like main managing like the food supply. Yeah, well, I was thinking something along those lines where it's like, oh, here is like an outsider with a heart of gold, like a mm-hmm. traveling merchant or something who was caught up in all of this and decided to kind of like give his supplies and give his goods to oh, yeah. people. But like he's an outsider. Mm-hmm. So he was never really considered to be like fit 
for leadership to lead yeah. or whatever yeah but then like once you get rid of him then you realize that like oh the townspeople actually think really well of this guy yes yeah and then it's like okay we'll appoint him and yeah. then and then you go on your merry way yeah whether a merchant a foreign knight or general or something like yeah. there's a lot of options there you could probably flavor it how you want i like the i like the merchant option or tavern keeper or maybe a fast food guy i don't know <laughs> yeah it could be any number of occupations <laughs> yes. really just the guy from he's just an outsider though is what we're thinking yeah he's, he's just like a traveler yeah who and got then, caught up in everything. Yep, and after you beat the resistance leader, you essentially reestablish like a new kingdom for this area, and they gain favor with your kingdom. Yep, and you have this friendship and bonds, and maybe that'll help you in later storylines if you want to continue. Right, right. Um, if you want, you can reintroduce the previous dictator, or maybe they've already been executed and they're gone. That could yeah, also be a yeah. thing. There's no reason to have them here. They, you could have just old kingdom fighters around trying to restore nobility through their their version of nobility. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, this is such a cool kicking off point for a campaign because you have then, not only do you kind of fix this micro conflict of like appointing a new leader and then saving this kind of like rebellion uh, force of people, Mm -hmm. you also have the overarching sort of meta narrative where it's like, do we follow the orders of what is essentially our kingdom's CIA Yes. to appoint a leader that is just like a puppet leader? Mm-hmm. Or do we appoint the person who is re- like a true fit yes. for the people, but then we basically like are going to be blacklisted by our kingdom? Yeah, and maybe if you do appoint the puppet leader, you're... Or you try to appoint a puppet leader to take his place. Maybe they're just really unfit, and that could also pull back your progress clock, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it would be like a cool epilogue, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. To be like, okay, we've solved the problem, here's your new leader. Yeah, and And you just, like, pull out this guy. Yeah. And they're like, well, who's that? But Mm -hmm. then it's just like, oh, well, this is who we He's your president. Yeah, he's your president. Deal with it. Yeah. And it's like, what's a president? Don't don't worry about it. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. This is cool. I love this a lot. I'm glad. It's a lot of fun, and I like being able to pull off jrpg themes because that's generally how i run most of my dnd games anyways yeah it's so fascinating doing this through the lens of fabula ultima because like typically for me in dungeons and dragons my approach to the game is a lot more individual focused because yes. i when i imagine sort of like political intrigue and and uh kingdoms and and leaders and whatnot princesses basically and... everything we did in this right like yeah yes. you know like royalty the high class the low yeah. class um cia black ops i just don't zombies i don't have like a cool concept Mm -hmm. for what that is but i've seen it a ton in jrpgs yeah and so it's actually like very fun to kind of get into the whole like politics of neighboring kingdoms Mm -hmm. politics of you know like micro politics of a rebellion or of a town or whatever and it's kind of freeing to use certain tropes because it fits into this t- style of narrative. Yeah, too. yeah. It doesn't feel out of place. Like mm-hmm. usually, I would, I would feel kind of apprehensive about incorporating JRPG tropes into D and D. Yeah, because it has like a much more Western aesthetic of like, okay, it's gonna be more like Game of Thronesy. It's mm-hmm. gonna be more like Walking Deadsy in terms of its like drama. Tons of incest. <laughs> right, right, right. Children being pushed out. Towers. Though tons of incest is also part of the course for uh, Japanese media as well. Oh, so. that's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Only you jump. Oh god, no incest sadly on this podcast. But or will oh, oh we're not related. no 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 we're not no. related. Yeah, turn that zipper off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the torsion. <laughs> oh my balls. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, that's our one shot. How do you feel about it? Is this a one shot for you? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I would honestly prefer to like 
keep going off of this honestly yeah like after after the first session to kind of like keep it because there's just there's like so many threads i can see yeah so for our next episode we were talking about doing a world building episode using the fabula ultima system so we're gonna do a quick read through on that and we'll bring you that next week you we should um use this session as a stepping off point for like how we want to flesh out the rest of the world that would be sick yeah yeah i would love to do that i think there's a lot here that we can work with and overall, I think this particular one-shot for me is very modular, too, because a lot of those side quests, Absolutely. you can definitely pull them out if you need Absolutely. to. Absolutely. OSAT original. OSAT original, Modular yeah. as heck. Yeah, I got that modular stamp of approval. The OSAT approval. Stamps. Stamps.com. Ah! Sponsored podcasts. Not on ours, though, sadly. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, though. But I uh, thank you all for listening to One Shot at a Time. We are a Fabula Ultima podcast, mainly a TTRPG podcast, but we're doing that right now. I'm Daniel Locke, your Game Master. I'm Daniel Lee, about to go see a doctor for my balls. <laughs> I guess uh, your balls, too, because we had we, sh- we are Yeah, we share a sack, sack. So. Was that this episode? I think that was this episode. Okay, it'd be weird if it wasn't. If it wasn't, I'll have to edit this out somehow. <laughs> uh, we did record two episodes back-to-back, but hey, uh, you don't know you know that. That's all in the background. Uh, anyways... Once again, thank you all for listening. If you like what you listen to here, and even if you didn't, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out a lot. You can do that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. As always, if you have any prompts for the future or just your favorite JRPG game you want us to kind of talk about, you can send it to us at oneshotatatimecast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at oneshotatatime. If we got any of the lore wrong on Tales of Arise, you can tweet our friend Josh at the real Ben Stiller. And I like that this, that's just going to be the, the closing for this entire season. Because <laughs> yes. there's always going to be JRPG stuff. Yeah, that's not going away anytime also, soon. Also, I think that's the first time that we have told people to give us five stars, even if they didn't <laughs> like the episode, <laughs> which is like extremely disingenuous. <laughs> hey, man, help us with the freaking algorithm. Help we're, our metrics. Yeah, we're small time. Just give us some metrics. Metrics. You guys got all the metrics. Just give us some metrics. Just a little bit. All right, and as uh, we stated earlier, we will be at Phoenix Fan Fusion. Well, we for... didn't say that earlier. That was another episode. Oh, shit, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will be at Phoenix Fan Fusion on Saturday and Sunday, June 3rd and 4th at 12 o'clock. We'll be doing two panels. One is a one-shot D&D panel design, maybe Fabula Ultima at this point, and a D&D panel about improv and incorporating games that you can do for D&D to help boost it a bit. Other than that, though, that's everything we have here. We look forward to seeing you guys next Tuesday. Uh, we're sticking with Tuesday. I yep. have not mentioned that, but we're back to Tuesday. I was going to do Wednesday. It's a whole thing. We time-traveled back. We're releasing on Tuesday okay, still. I have no context for any of this. Doesn't matter. Anyway, it's also bi-weekly, so it won't be next Tuesday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so we're bi-weekly. I got to fix this ending somehow. So see you guys <laughs> next. so long. <laughs> see you all next Tuesday. We are bi-weekly. So every other Tuesday. Oh, hey, it's me. Oh, he's doing uh, an outro. Oh! Is it still the outro? Oh, yes, it's... He's back! Welcome back, sir! Yeah, well, uh, no, I was just... I was just on my way uh, to the to the bakery. Oh, thank you. I, I go to those a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get some biscuits. And, am I showing up on the audio? I'm kind of far back. Uh, it's popping. It's, it's popping. Poppin'? It's yeah. popping? Okay, yeah. I think right, it's just right. far enough to seem like you're far away, but yeah. yeah you know me, Daniel Radcliffe. I'm always popping. Hey, it's Daniel Radcliffe, who also plays John Fod Van Damme. Oh... Is that okay? Well, that was that was your law when you were doing the character. Oh right, yeah. But I see now that it's just 
also become my law. So it this is... is sort of like a shared bit. Yeah, like our ball sacks. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's the other guy. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you guys are like real weird. Okay. So I was just going to pop in and see, but I see you still doing natural, so I'm just going to get out of here. Okay, get out of here. We'll see you guys all next time. Have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs>